This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show in partnership with the Compassionate Friends. I'm your host, Dr. Heidi Horsley, and I'm here today with my mom and co-host, Dr. Gloria Horsley. Hi, Mom. Hi, Heidi. Well, we've got a great guest today, Melanie Warner, and we had her on our television show in Palo Alto. So uh, certainly go to opentohope.com and uh, watch that show if you like what you're hearing today because she has great information and she is doing some amazing things. You want to introduce her, Heidi? I'd love to. And like you said, Mom, she's doing a lot of wonderful things. She's she's found hope again. She has a lot of good, positive energy. And I think that's really important because, you know, we can talk the talk all we want, but we need to walk the walk so that people can see that we are a little further down the road and that life isn't always dark and horrible. It doesn't stay like that forever. So um, let me tell you a little bit about Melanie. Melanie Warner is an author and a speaker for over 25 years. She is the founder of the New Defining Moments book series that offers positive stories of hope and inspiration from people who have overcome extreme challenges in life. In 2005, Melanie lost her son, which inspired her to write this book as a resource for other parents who have experienced the loss of a child. Welcome to the show, Melanie. Hi, ladies. Thank you for having me. So good to hear your voices again. Yeah, it's wonderful to be on with you. Every time I think of you and getting ready for the show, I think of that compelling picture of you with your little baby there. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Such a beautiful guy. Uh, So you lost him 12 years ago, right? Yes, actually, it's, yeah, it was, um, it'll be 12 years this August. Um, He died in, uh, actually, he was born in August and he passed away in September 2005. And so he had a very short life, um, but it's been amazing to look back on that and see the lessons and the things that I've learned and the people that have come into my life as a result of my son. And I, I think um, I think that's kind of been the greatest gift that he, he he's given me is the ability to see that, and, you know, and that there's Melanie, purpose for those, in that and not just a reason, you know. For those out there that are that are curious. Did he die at home, or was he still in the hospital? He was still in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, our circumstances were there was a, a medical error. It was actually a series of really um, bad events. There's a lot of um, poor quality care in the hospital that day, and there was multiple mistakes. They, in fact, there were over 26 California protocols that were broken that day. Wow, that's awful. And we had to kind of... Oh, it was horrible. And you think you're safe and you're in a hospital and it's something that's so routine. But we made the decision as a family, which was rare because I'm from a family of attorneys, um, but we decided not to sue the hospital. And instead, we met with the board and we looked at how could we change uh, this process for the whole state or for the country where there were mistakes that could have been prevented. Every single one of them could have been prevented and had we been in another hospital, who knows if, you know, he could have been alive. So suing them wasn't probably going to make a difference. It certainly wouldn't bring him back. Um, and to this day, I mean, gosh, even a year ago, I met a doctor who had just been recruited and, and moved to our city. 
um, at that particular hospital and said, I'm here because of you. And they're still making changes this many years later. And they haven't had the same incidents since. And I think that's pretty uh, amazing to see that kind of change at that level. Well, what's incredible in is that is that you're you're you've saved lives, basically, is what I'm hearing. Absolutely. And, and I, I feel like that's the biggest challenge is when we go through this kind of tragedy as a parent, it's the worst thing we can ever imagine, which I know you both have understood, you know, from your own experience of losing your son and losing your brother and what that does to a family. And it can make you bitter or it can make you better. And that is the only choice you have. You don't have a choice about why it happened or how it happened or who is at fault or the circumstances. But most people look for a reason. We ask ourselves, why did this happen? And that big question never has an answer, and often it will hold us back. And I just learned that when I finally stopped looking for the reason is when I found the purpose of his life and my own. And I love that. I think that's well, the beauty. Let's, let's that's- talk about, you know, uh, when I'm hearing you, I'm thinking, wow, uh, she really uh, got through it. And I'm thinking, uh, I know you talked about the fact in the, in the foreword of your book that you had a feeling at times that you want, after he died, you felt like you wanted to die. So talk about where you were and, and how you got from here to gotten from here to there in 12 years. Oh, boy. <laughs> that is such a great question. Thank you so much for that. And by the way, recently I just saw the movie Collateral Beauty, and it was absolutely beautiful. Um, I'm in a compassionate friends group here. We started a chapter locally, and everybody in our group has seen it. And I do recommend, you know, there's so many different options out there that people will find healing. Um, But that was one of them. Now I've got to stop and ask you where you are. People are wondering, where is she? Where do you live? Oh, I'm in in Fresno, California. So it's, it's in between... L.A. and San Francisco, right in the center. Oh, you've got a chapter of Compassionate Friends there now, right? We do. We started a chapter in May of last year, and it's been amazing. I've met so many great people, and I'm so grateful that we have the support here and um, that we, I mean, every month we have new people that come in, and um, just the community has been really supportive, and I can see the difference that it's making in these families' lives, especially people that are new to their grief. You know, okay, let's get to that, so new to their grief. So yes. how did you get from here to there? Yes. So you wanted to die. I realized when I first, when this first happened, I didn't quite understand, because I almost died at the same time. So I had this wow. kind of this spiritual shift, in a sense, um, that I felt a little lucky than most, because I I felt like I had kind of a new lease on life and, and had an opportunity to live but my son didn't, so I had to make choices that, in my mind, I was living for him because he couldn't. But at the same time, I was going through the motions of trying to tell myself that and be positive and be strong for my other kids and my community and my family. And and yet, the truth was, I felt like my soul had died with my son. I, I felt like this, this empty shell walking around trying to get through the day. And I, I was married. I had... Uh, two children. I also had a very big business, multi-million dollar company with a lot of employees, very high profile in my community. And I had a lot of people watching me and watching to see how I was going to handle this. And I really went through this period of great loss. And that was the beginning. Losing my son, I thought, okay, it's kind of like you're playing the game of 
you know, monopoly and you pass life, you know, you pass go and you collect $200 and you're like, okay, if I can survive this, I can get through anything. You know, I just need to get past it and then I'll be okay. And the truth was, this was the first thing in the beginning of a long series of loss in my life. And I, I, I was trying to cope with that loss, but I had also just checked out and I really didn't care if my business survived, if I made money. I just had this huge shift in my life where it wasn't about ambition or proving something or building something or making stuff happen. It was for the first time, like, I just wanted to love people and I wanted to help people and I wanted to feel better myself and went into this journey of self-discovery of trying to really understand what was going on and what made me feel better. Um, and, and in spite of everything I did to try to help myself, my life was still falling apart. Uh, eventually, I ended up going through a divorce. Um, and there was a point where my son, my business, and my marriage were all on life support. Mm-hmm. And, it was and, really what, and how, many, how long was that after the baby's death and you were almost Well, alive? I'll tell you, a week after we took my son off life support, I had a counselor that said, this, you know, your marriage is not going to work. You have to basically pull the plug on your marriage. And I went, I can't do it. I'm just too weak right now. I can't even think about it. And I had advisors in my business that said the economy is really headed for a downfall. You're losing too much money. You really need to shut down this business. If you can't sell it, you've got to shut it down. You're losing too much money. You're, You're bleeding out here. And it was really... It was scary because I went through the stage of white-knuckling everything and trying to hang on to these things and save everything because I couldn't save my son. And it just prolonged the inevitable. So a few years later, I ended up shutting down the business, but then I had a lot more debt and I had tax stuff. And then I ended up getting divorced. And and it was just a very contentious challenge because we had a business together and um, we had two kids. And so it became this just years of trying to go through that process, separate everything. And and then I went through, so I went through losing my son and then divorce, losing my income, shutting down my business that I'd worked 20 years to build as a single parent with two kids. And I went through bankruptcy. I went through foreclosure. I lost my house, all my income, everything I'd worked for. I went through tax audits and ultimately even tax court and had to represent myself because I didn't have the income to hire people to help me. So I'm only saying all of that as private as that was, it was such a huge battle every day to just wake up with that much weight on top of me emotionally, financially. I had lost so much hope and felt like I was trying to stay alive and everything around me felt dead. And And what what changed for you? I know you call your book series Defining Moments. What was your defining moment? Yes, and that that was a defining moment in my life when I finally reached out for help um, and realized I can't do this on my own. And I made a couple of phone calls to a church and some other people and said, I really need, I don't know how to help myself, but I know that I can't live like this anymore. And I started, once I finally admitted that and stopped trying to pretend that everything was great and really accepted what was happening in my life, then I was all of a sudden universe shifted and all these people came into my life that were just amazing people. I started going through group therapy and support of other parents who'd experienced that loss and 
hearing their stories and seeing their journey and seeing the light back on inside of them and having seeing that they had joy in their life, that was a huge motivator. And it made me want to do this book. So I reached out to my mentors who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, Mark Victor Hansen and Jack Canfield, and they encouraged me to do my own book um, and really kind of look at this as, as a series of all the things I went through and all the loss I experienced, do something for people that are in that space that can give them hope again. And so that's what I did. And, and through the process of me trying to help others, it helped heal me. And the number one thing that was a turning point, the, the real defining moment were words that came from another mentor. And his name is Gary Dukoff. He wrote an incredible book called The Seat of the Soul mm-hmm. that you may be familiar with. Great mm-hmm. book. It's, he wrote a book called The Seat of the Soul. Mm-hmm. And Oprah and Tony Robbins both said that book changed their life and their business wow. like 25 years ago. And it made me want to read it. I read it, loved it. It was a huge shift in my psyche and, and my emotional well-being. And then reached out and started to study more um, in, in what his teaching was and, and just trying to understand um, really the purpose in all of this. And he really, really put it in perspective and gave me some very powerful words that I'll share with you because that really was the moment for instant healing for me. I have since shared these words with many, many other parents who have been suffering, especially if they have other kids. And it just was an instant thing. And ever since then, I I, I was able to put my grief in perspective and be able to um, look, I I feel like look forward in a more positive direction. And um, it just helped me understand uh, the entire, uh, I don't know, the the entire process a little bit better. Okay, give Um, us those words. Okay. So, and and this actually in the intro of my book, um, which People have read just this part and said after 20, 30 years of suffering, these words help them heal as well. So that's why I really, the main thing I wanted to share today, he said, if you look at Carson, who was my son, if you look at Carson as a personality who lived for a short time and encountered tragic circumstances and died, then you're looking from a point from the personality. But if you look at Carson as a soul, like yourself, like everyone else on this earth, that left this earth when it chose you'll have a different perspective. You'll be able to see the gifts this soul offered to you in in its short stay on earth. You'll reach a place in your life where you're grateful that this soul chose to be with you for however long of a time. And if you do not, you'll live your life in anguish thinking that a tragedy has occurred. When your other kids have birthdays and graduations, you'll say Carson should have been here. Through all this time, you'll be imposing on your other kids a burden to carry because no matter what they do or how successful they are, It'll be causing mommy or daddy pain. If you look at Carson as a great soul like yourself who voluntarily left it in order to be with you and offer gifts, then you'll begin the process to be grateful for the power of the interaction that you had with that soul and be able to receive the gifts that that soul came here specifically to give you and his siblings. And if you do not, you will continuously be turning away those gifts. You'll be denying the very wealth of wisdom and compassion that was offered to you by this soul. Wow, powerful. So, mm-hmm. and that, that, was, is, that was pretty powerful. Yeah, and that is in your book, Defining Moments. Tell us about your website. Yeah. You're doing a whole book series, but you're 
the defining moment specifically about loss of a child and different people? Talk about it a little bit. Yes, absolutely. So this is the first book in the series. We actually have three other books that are coming out in the next year. One is called SOS Stories of Survival, which we're taking stories for those books now. We have one about miracles and answered prayer, and we have another one called Touched by an Angel. And they're all positive stories of hope that are designed, especially the survival one and and coping with the loss of a child. I mean, it's such a dark place of despair to be that people don't know how to pull themselves out of it. And others around suffer in silence because they don't know what to say when they watch somebody who's struggling so much emotionally. they, they, They don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. And there often isn't anything anyone can say or do. So to give somebody the gift of hope and the spirit of a book where imagine you have 50 other families who've survived this in various capacities and all situations you can imagine reaching out a hand to you and saying, look, I know how you feel. I've survived it. I know where the minefields are. I'm going to hold your hand. I'm going to walk you through this darkest point of your life and you're going to be okay. And at the end of every story, there are resources and even contact information for each of the parents. And I know, you know, Gloria, your story is amazing, and it's been so inspiring to me to see what you've done um, in honor of your son and, and Heidi, how you've joined in as well as a sibling. And I think you guys have shown people what it looks like from the inside out of a family and how you can help other people heal by just talking about it, you know? Right. So that's what I love about the book is sharing that with people. Now tell people how to get it. Give us the name again. And how about your website? Thank you. Um, The book is called Defining Moments, Coping with the Loss of a Child. And it's at bookstores nationwide. And it's also online at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and all the other regular usual suspects. Um, You can personally get a signed copy if you want to buy it for somebody and and have me personalize a message to them at my website, which is mydefiningmoments.com. So it's mydefiningmoments.com. All right. And we are going to be uh, together in Monterey on March 5th. And hopefully people are around uh, Carmel, Monterey, California. And and where are you going to be again, Mom? Unity Church of Monterey. Yes, so March 5th, it's coming up in two, three weeks. Um, It's a Sunday right after um, the church at Unity Church in Monterey from 1230 to 230. So uh, I'll be there, you'll be there, and we have Loanne Meyer, who wrote an incredible book called Celestial Conversations, who's a friend of yours, who's been on your shows as well. She'll be there. We have tons of resources um, and our books available where we can meet people who are just feeling like they're stuck or they just need a little extra lift in their step to try to get through their own grief and and find a a healthier way to cope. Um, So I'm excited to to see you both. Join us up around. Well, it's so good to talk to you. And I wondered if you had some tips for some people who have had a loss. What if I just had a loss in the last few months, what would your advice be? Well, that's a really good question. And, you know, everybody grieves in a different way. Um, and it's always it's always a challenge because no one can tell you the right or wrong way. And I remember hearing somebody say that the length of time that you grieve someone does not reflect the depth of love that you feel for them. 
I love that. The length of time that you grieve someone does not reflect the depth that you love someone. That's good. The depth of love that you feel for them. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the most important thing is because this is a subject, especially child grief, that nobody likes talking about. We've all experienced that with national media who just ignores it or doesn't want to talk about it. They don't want to think about it. Most people can't imagine it ever happening. They don't even want to go there in their head. So it's so hard for people to talk, and it makes it even more isolating for the people that are going through it because they feel so alone. The number one thing I'd say is to really look at all the resources that are out there. There are so many great organizations like CompassionateFriends.org, like, of course, OpenToHope.com, which is your organization. You've got so many amazing TV shows, radio shows that have really walked people through that process at all different types of um, of grieving, and and just find somebody that they feel comfortable talking to that's already gone through it, because anything in life, if you can listen to the people who have what you want, you're going to be more successful in your journey, whether it's starting a business or just getting through the darkest time of your life, when you see and meet and hear from other people who've already survived it, it just gives you hope. And I think that's the key. Well, you certainly give us hope. And uh, I love your your moving forward and your excitement and the fact that you're willing to bring people in. And I'm looking forward to presenting with you. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to see you again. And I just uh, appreciate, again, both both of you and everything that you do and um, all the time and energy that you put into helping other people um, have that platform to talk about their grief when there's really not a lot of people out there doing that. So I commend you both for your hard work and your efforts and your passion for doing this for so many people. Thanks, well, Melanie. Thanks. thanks a lot for being on today. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Well, Heidi, uh, very interesting show, and uh, Melanie's certainly an inspiration, isn't she? She is, and I love so many of the things that she says. I mean, especially when she said, when I stopped looking for the reason, I found my purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so important when we stop looking for why and also how and what happened and that kind of thing. But it's a process. You know, uh, when you listen to the show, you know that Melanie went through a lot. So it is a tough process, and you need a lot of support going through it, don't you think, Heidi? Oh, absolutely. I think that we grieve in community, and you don't want to get too isolated. And like Melanie said, reach out via Facebook or on our websites or tune into shows. And if you've lost hope, lean on mine, lean on yours, Mom, and lean on Melanie's. Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening to the show today, and God bless you on your journey. You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com, along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.